0: Welcome to the Dr. Dad's Podcast, where a naturopath and chiropractor come together each week to share lifestyle, medicine, health advice, and inspiring interviews with some of the top experts in health and wellness, bringing you the latest in nutrition, exercise, ancient healing, toxins and detox, your microbiome, mindset, hormones, brain, and much more. Stay tuned. We're going to teach you how to experience growth daily. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Dr. Dad's podcast. Uh, My co-host and partner in crime is uh, MIA at the moment. I think he'll be jumping in in just a few moments, but uh, we're going to get started nonetheless because we've got a really, really important episode to discuss today. Uh, You know, you've heard us talk a lot about, you know, detoxification, optimization, biohacking, um, just global inflammation, the the nervous system and all this stuff. And, And I think that know we haven't had a chance to really dive into traumatic brain injury in the way that the way that we've needed to and obviously as as you guys know if you've been following the podcast you know that my mom suffered a traumatic brain injury about seven years ago now and i've been doing all i can to research and find more details and it's just funny how you stumble across amazing people on the journey and so uh, we've got a very special special guest for you guys today his name is dr mark Gordon. And uh, he's got a huge bio here, but I'm just gonna hit on some of the highlights. Um, So Dr. Mark Gordon, I was board certified in family medicine in 1984. I continue his medical education in clinical orthopedics and dermatology, sports medicine, before writing his first book in 2007. We're gonna fast forward a little bit here. He's been on HBO, ESPN, CNN, Fox, Good Morning America, the Joe Rogan Experience. This gentleman has been everywhere shouting from the mountaintops that there is a way to heal and overcome from traumatic brain injury because in the world that we live in, the world that we've been indoctrinated in is one that tells us that we cannot cannot ever recover. The brain does not heal. And he's on a mission to change that narrative. And uh, so, Dr. Mark Gordon, thank you so much for being with us today on the podcast. Thanks for having me, Nick.
1: And thanks for keeping
0: that bio short. I mean, (laughs) you almost had
1: me sleeping.
0: (laughs) Right. Right. I mean, it's really it's it's an honor to be able to speak with people who have been you know in the field for such a long time. I'm I'm 10 years into my practice, and I feel like I I know nothing. You know, and I feel like I've accumulated a lot of hours studying, but you know, it's just it's conversations like we're about to have and, and the things that you've shared, uh, even I mean, I got to say to one more plug, if you haven't yet checked out the documentary that Dr. Mark Gordon's a big part of, it's really, really a, a, a illuminating experience for people to understand the, the full scope of how many people are actually dealing with this uh, chronic brain inflammation. And it's called quiet explosions. So make sure you check that out. So, Mark, uh, I mean, we got so much stuff to talk about. Why don't we talk a little bit about you know, sort of a trajectory of, of the people that you've seen and why you've decided to hone in so f- uh, specifically on this niche?
1: Uh, it goes way back to my own occurrence. You were talking about a personal situation in your sphere where it influenced you to start looking at this area. Well, when I was in my 40s, I started developing depression and the depression needed medication. I still on medication, didn't feel well. I was gaining weight, I just wasn't a happy camper. I had a busy practice in family practice at that time where I was doing some work in uh, anti-aging medicine, which was started in the United States in about 1993. So in about 95, started looking into hormones and then 97, when I was on antidepressants, in my reading, I came across this suggestion that uh, traumatic brain injury of whatever kind uh, was associated with influencing hormones in the brain. Obviously the control center, the pituitary, uh, regulates the hormones throughout our body. So I went and had blood work done, and lo and behold, I was three hormones down, growth hormone, testosterone, and thyroid. And within 90 days of starting on a replenishment program, uh, my whole world started to return to normal. Uh, was in martial arts, in the gym, uh, playing guitar, you know, doing a lot more. And uh, then jump ahead to about 2004, I was asked to write a l- new lecture on neuropathology and hormones, the brain and hormones. And the first article I read was out of uh, Turkey talking about people with uh, trauma in pugilism boxing. And it had a specific growth growth hormone deficiency. And that was my aha epiphany article, which sent me out looking for the other questions, what other hormones are involved and found a whole litany of articles talking about other hormones. And so trauma causes hormone deficiency. And at the same time, we were starting to see that selective hormone deficiencies are associated with depression, obsessive compulsive panic attack, agoraphobia, um, suicide ideation, lack of libido, just all these things. So there was then a third phase, which, you know, there was the trauma, the hormone deficiency, and then influence on our neurobehavior, our personality. And then that led into cognitive impairment. So as I'm reading this, my abilities, cognitive abilities on therapy were getting better and better and better. My memory was better and better You know, I'm now 68 and I've got this almost ironclad kind of memory where I can read, you know, five to 10 articles uh, every week and select one for our journal club on Sundays where I release it at one o'clock in the morning. And I give a little dissertation on the article to help people through it. So I'm still moving forward. We have a lot of projects with the military is what I uh, am personally involved in. And how I got involved in that was from My first book in 2007, uh, Clinical Application of Interventional Endocrinology, which is the term I used instead of anti aging medicine because I used to get a lot of flack from my academic uh colleagues. You know, Gordon, you used to be so good at what you do, what's this crap you're now dealing with? <laughs> this is this you know, this pseudo science that you're Woo-woo in, but stuff. It wasn't. yeah. yeah the, there was no pseudo with it because the science had been developed, it just they didn't read it. Yeah. So my plight right now is to make sure that my colleagues read the cutting edge science that's out there 30 years before they actually get it in one of the, you know, throwaway journal articles, you know, that we're supposed to keep, but I throw them away. But anyway, um, so uh, writing the book, I started giving classes in 2007. And one of the individuals was a emergency room doc whose husband was a Green Beret and in uh, Fort Bragg, North Carolina, who calls me one day and says, her husband's in trouble. Uh, can I help? So I sent her a kit. He was the first individual that I sent a paid-for kit. And we found his deficiencies. And she, being a doc, was able to get him re- uh, replenished in her hormones. And he just flipped around being great. And about that same time, you know, I had started working with the NFL back in the uh, late uh what was it the late nineties? And, um, you know, I was there at the, uh, retirement, uh, the NFL retirement group. They all had symptomatology of CTE, which is the same thing as traumatic brain injury. It's all the same stuff. As we talked about earlier, it's neuroinflammation and, uh, damage to physical damage to the, um, uh, to the brain tissue. So, um, They wanted me to do things for uh, in a way that I didn't really feel comfortable doing. So I said, I might as well go and do it for someone who really will benefit from it. And that's when I started with the uh, military. And 2009 was the first case. And then in 2015, I was looking for a um, charitable organization owned and operated by the military, by a veteran. And that ended up being Andrew Marr who was greenbrae who had um, uh, blast trauma, who was uh, knocked out of commission uh, within three to four months on 13 medications, full-blown alcoholic and suicidal. And um, he was reaching for an alternative doctor while I was reaching for a veteran organization. We met in the cloud and ended up uh, communicating. He drives up from San Diego and uh, we get him blood tested and treated immediately. And he has this revelation of improvement And since then, in 2015, we've been working together, he with his Warrior Angel Foundation out of Texas, and uh, me with the uh, Millennium Health Centers. And we uh, collaborate a lot on uh, doing projects for the Marines, for Green Beret, for um, the uh, SEALs, for, you know, Rangers. Uh, We go to different military bases and give lectures. Or in 2016, we were guests of President Bush at his uh, house down in South Texas, and we're able to talk to, uh, you know, some of the veterans who were there with injuries. And it's just uh, continued with, you know, Joe Rogan had been a great supporter, and now you're a great supporter, and we have other people, Mike Maller, um, you know, the NBC, the CBS, and all the programs that we get involved with have been great uh, foundations or platforms for us to disseminate the information. And the information that we want to disseminate is as you started by saying, hope. We now offer an alternative hope for people with traumatic brain injury or PTSD, if you will, or uh, depression, anxiety, bipolar, obsessive compulsive, or any of those labeled conditions, which if you go back and look deep enough, They all stemmed from one form of another of a singular or multiple trauma and emotional trauma stress can be a trauma. It's a non-physical we talk about and think about traumas as being physical. Mm -hmm. Well, we have both traumatic, physical, traumatic brain injury and non-traumatic. What are some of the non-traumatic certain medication, chronic stress, living in a stressful environment. Uh, having your life threatened, um, sexual abuse, um, surgery uh, can cause that. So we've had people with uh, surgical, prolonged surgical procedures develop depression or personality changes. And that's because of cortisol, stress hormone, because the loss of testosterone, because the loss of thyroid hormone, which all occur from the stress.
0: No, I mean, not to mention 20, 2020 and 2021. Like, oh, right. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. We saw a spike. Uh, a lot of our guys, uh, 459 of them, the majority of them uh, slid backwards yeah. because they were watching the news. They were, you know, the crazy news, whether it was political or uh, political science. You know, that's what we're now seeing is a lot of political science, not science, but political science. <laughs> you know, so so um, that is a stressor. And how I treated these guys was not by changing anything we were doing biochemically or medically for them. We told them, turn off the radio, turn off the television, change the channel. Mm-hmm. Better you watch a poor movie than watch the news. Yeah, And they saw, oh, my God, I'm feeling better. I'm not watching the news. Stop reading the newspaper. Oh, I'm feeling better. <laughs> and guess what? I got caught in that. Because my normal routine is reading some 15 to 20 articles every morning before COVID, before any of that stuff. And then all of a sudden, all the articles I'd read about, you know, about a stripper who got, uh, you know, in a car accident and had problems here and so forth, where it was all about the uh, political science and uh, COVID.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I'm so glad you're bringing attention to to the, the emotional impact mm-hmm. that it has on, on brain inflammation. I think... You know, there's numbers that, that was uh recorded in the in the documentary is some 20, some odd million Americans per year, you know, multiply that by you know years, uh, you multiply that by a pandemic. And right. we've got we've got a whole lot more brain trauma than I think that we realize. So if can you talk just about the sheer scope of of, of those numbers? Well,
1: um, in one of the presentations, in fact, that Andrew Marr did, he brought up the fact that there are forty-seven million Americans who are on one form of another of an antidepressant. But there are 2.1 to 2.3, depending upon who you read, traumatic brain injuries every year. And within that group, about 156,000 die, I think it's 56 or 156,000 die. And, you know, 380,000 end up in emergency room. And then you see the 48% of them end up having, it's called a, axis 1 or axis 2 psychiatric condition depression psychosis um what is it um the other is uh a withdrawal paranoia psychosis depression uh drug addiction okay mm-hmm. in this list 48% of the people develop it and it's a 30 year study that came out So we, you know, because in our literature, it says that after you have a head trauma, it could take 17 years for the symptoms to really pop up. So let's say five years after you have a head trauma, automobile accident, you start feeling fatigued, your libido's off, you're cognitively impaired, you're socially withdrawn, you go to a doc and what does he do? Oh, you're depressed. Here's an antidepressant. Do, Do they ask, did you have a car accident? Or did you have a slip and fall or were you assaulted or did you you stand up and bang your head against something? And one of the um, fallacies is that you need to have loss of consciousness, which you don't. All you need to do is have a multitude of small insults. It's like the analogy I use is you can either have 10 dimes, Canadian dimes, or one Canadian dollar. They both equal a hundred. So you can have 10 small events or one major event with loss of consciousness. And then the use of CT scan and MRI scans to look at the brain, to find these insults to the brain from whatever you did, they actually found that in people who had loss of consciousness, head trauma with loss of consciousness, 85% of them had no findings on CT and MRI. Wow. No findings, CT and MRI. Why? Why? because the head traumas initiate inflammation. And it's the inflammation that alters natural, normal, healthy biochemistry of the brain that allows us to be who you and I present to be in this conversation, you know? And therefore, if you're high in inflammation, the chemistry that regulates my ability to recall things is diminished or the one that keeps me without depression, isolation, or feeling sad all the time, now kicks in and I feel sad. Or cognitively, for doing high order mathematics, remembering pi, 3.1478938, whatever it is, out to 14 places, you can't remember it because your cognition's impaired. People not being able to read, people not being able to understand spoken language.
0: Yeah, and, you know, it just it hits the point home. Like, we, we see Andrew Marr going through his journey on on the documentary, and we think that, man, that's not me. There's no way that's me. You know, I have these symptoms as a result of something else. Right. And, and what you're speaking to, though, is probably the majority of, of people that actually go to see doctors with these, you know, endocrine disruptions, you know, the chronic pain, the chronic fatigue, the mental emotional instability, you know, the relationship issues, you know, the addictions you spoke to. The reality is, is that, you know, we've all had some form or another of head trauma. I mean, my two young boys, they're falling all the time. And <laughs> I mean, the amount of bonks they've got on their heads. I mean, we know that those little, like you said, those little, those little dimes add up to dollars and those dollars right. add up to, to larger bills over time. And right. and uh, the fact that you're bringing attention to this is, is so important. And, and I love that you even brought in with regards to the CT scans, not showing, you know, this acute trauma, you know, even right after a blow. Um so I mean where do people go from here I mean we know that there's some some problems you know maybe they remember history maybe they don't but all those symptoms are there I mean you take people through a battery of tests to find out these inflammatory markers what 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 happens next after you take a little bit of a history taking
1: Um they fill out a 23 page uh document which includes history of minor insignificant injuries um, also any psychiatric, psychological complaints, uh, also any physical, because you mentioned something that's missed a lot, is that when you have inflammation of the brain, it creates a chemical called peroxynitrite that sort of like puts you fingernails scratching down the chalkboard so that your brain is irritable. So you fly off the handle, your irritable responses, as well as it's irritable towards pain. So it magnifies pain. And one of the articles that I sent around a month ago, if not a little longer, was talking about this traumatic brain injury, peroxynitrite and hypersensitivity, minor you know, injuries. And it's like someone chopped your hand off or someone beat you up with a baseball bat, a Louisville slugger to be specific, okay? Anyway, the um, change in the chemistry creates inflammation. Inflammation disrupts the hormones in the brain. We do a blood test, 28 markers. We process through a program called the Millennium Office Assistant, which is a a expert AI uh, system that analyzes, interrelates and analyzes the lab results and produces a report, which gives us the interpretation of the lab results relative to the influence of trauma and where the trauma is, hypothalamus, pituitary, or the end organ, the, the gonads or the, you know, the adrenals or where have you. And then it gives you a suggestion of treatment protocols. So our treatments do not use for the majority um, any kind of pharmaceutical products. Some of the pharmaceuticals that we might use are thyroid or a medication called clomiphene citrate, which stimulates your brain to produce its own testosterone. And one of the things that we've totally veered away from is the use of injectable testosterone in anyone that is, you know, less than 40 years of age. And the reason being is we don't want to replace your body's ability to make the hormones. We want to improve the body's ability, the brain's ability to make the hormones so that you can get off treatment. If we put a person on to injectable testosterone, there's a great possibility that they're going to be committed to testosterone for the rest of their life. And if you start young, like I've seen, you know, some docs putting 21-year-olds, 19-year-olds on injectable testosterone, which is horribly wrong Mm -hmm. because it'll diminish their ability for their own production, diminish their ability for sperm production and fertility, so it hinders their fertility. So we use clomiphene citrate, which we have over 700 people on, it, and it's doing well. I mean, I ended up getting on the clomiphene after we did a three-year veteran study back in 2014. The results were too good to ignore it. So after 17 years sticking a needle in my leg, you know, it was time to get off it. And this is what's kept me going is the clomit, and it's worked wow. very well. We have a lot of people who, oh no, we would rather have injectable. I said, let's start with the Clomid and if it doesn't work, we'll go to injectable. Very rare do we, or rarely do we need to go on to injectable. But I do have a program that after they've proven that Clomid works well, if they wanna go on injectable to see if the combination of Clomid and testosterone called our hybrid protocol works better for them, we try it out. I mean, I'm not blocking anything. Let's see that which works the best for you ends the safest. That's the key. Safe. We try to get the brain back functioning on its own. Stop the inflammation and give it a little bit of support until that inflammation is gone.
0: Yeah. On, on the topic of prescriptions, uh, have you found any success in using HCG as a stimulus? For- I haven't
1: found hcg in the traditional use of either 250 or 500 three times a week works very well also it's an injectable Mm -hmm. clomiphon citrates a tablet and you take it every third day the three-year study that we did was to determine what the lowest possible dose and what the greatest frequency timing could be we have uh, 11 guys that take one or two tablets a week and get levels like someone taking it every day they just have an incredible system, and how would you know that they're that unique if you didn't watch,
0: mm-hmm. if
1: you didn't try it out?
0: Wow. so un- understanding that the you know this perpetual chronic state of inflammation is is ju- just constantly getting reactivated. So a lot of people, you know, that are playing these sports, they're in high risk, you know, situations. I mean, essentially, you'd like to talk to them all before, you know, as far as a preparation would go so that the recovery is more effective. Can you yep. speak a little bit about just this, like, low-grade inflammation and how important preparation and prevention is? Right.
1: Well, that fits into the discussion called biological resiliency. In biological resiliency, it begs the question that I see quite often. You've got a group of guys who are exposed to an IED. Why is it that this person has worse response than this person who has none? Why? What's the difference? Well, some of the differences are nutrition. In a nutrition that has things like fish oil or alpha-tocopherol or that have zinc or that have molybdenum, things that are protective for inflammation that quell drop inflammation. Zinc, very important. Uh, magnesium, molybdenum. In the sods, in the superoxide desmutase, in these inflammatory systems. Uh, glutathione, very important. Um, N acyl cysteine, very important. Um, and alcohol, a lifestyle, alcohol, not good because it destroys a lot of that stuff. Alcohol generates inflammation in the brain. I had a, a case this morning, military, who basically said they, on their own volition, stopped drinking alcohol. And all of a sudden, their sleep improved, their migraines diminished, they weren't gaining weight, they were happier, but they still had issues because they still had hormones that were deficient. But alcohol is a a no-no in traumatic brain. So in the people who have had since they were born, the first trauma is delivery. Then the next group of traumas are when they're learning how to walk up to one years of age. Most people, most children learn how to walk by thirteen months. I think it is. Um, and then, after learning how to walk, what do you do next? Bicycle, well skateboard, whistler for you know for
0: Some snowboarding and for
1: snowboarding <laughs> yeah. or. Other places for cross-country or, you know, tobogganing and you, you know, or um, moguls and that repetitive banging will cause you to have it. So water surfing, water skiing, surfing, you know, like you saw uh, Sean Dollar
0: yeah.
1: on the program. Yeah. He's doing so great, you know, mm-hmm. so great. And now he's helping us with our military. It was so great, so great. Wow. So. It's about proactive nature and you in your realm of naturopathic, you've got all the tools. That's where I learned it. You know, my daughter is naturopath. I learned a lot of the tools in your ballywack of uh of treatment.
0: You know. <laughs> yeah, I, I loved I loved hearing that. I mean, what an eclectic flam, family you've got, the naturopath, and then your other yeah. your other uh uh daughters they're they're in medicine, I guess. Yeah. yeah. You know, one's
1: internist who now is a uh, frontline internist and hospitalist. Uh, Erin is moving into uh, aesthetic medicine. She's now moved into my office to do aesthetics. She's been training for three years as a sideline to do it because she saw the hospital is, you know, the hospital (laughs) anyway. So um, what people need to look at is uh, their lifestyle, eating well, good hydration, exercise, exercise generates endorphins and Keflins, which are protective of the brain for anti-inflammation, sleeping well. When you sleep, melatonin, melatonin anti-inflammatory increases growth hormone. Growth hormone increases melatonin, uh, drops cancer, melatonin. So taking melatonin. So in the laboratory testing, which we have, as I shared with you earlier, we have a group of naturopathic docs that have come down to take our training that are in uh, the East Coast, Mid and West Coast. Uh, Yeah, more in the West Coast obviously more more mountains over here more mountains (laughs) we need it more
0: (laughs) yeah and i look forward to going down and visiting you and and taking that training as well i mean it's it's such important work that you do. do i mean
1: what we're trying to do is get the numbers of uh exposed individuals up there as we're doing right now is really exposing uh your Your listeners, as well as there's probably some healthcare professionals within that listening group, whether or not it's a a nurse or a naturopath or a PA or or an MD or you don't have DOs in Canada, right?
0: Uh, We do actually. Yeah, they they have a different scope of practice, I think, than in the US, but they're here. Yeah, US,
1: same as MD. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah, that, that that's not the case here. Yeah, <laughs> we talked a little bit about. There's a little bit more of a overbearing restriction up here, up north. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So we talked about uh bio this bioresiliency. I love that uh, right. that term. I think that's that's so important for people to understand what why it's so important to just be pre- you know pre- have preparedness and be proactive right. in in your health approach. Anyways, but especially if you are exposing yourself to some of these more extreme conditions. Uh, I mean, not everyone's going to be a uh, a pro surfer riding Maverick waves like uh, Sean uh, does, but uh, I mean, some of us, you know, we're we're in these regular, you know, our regular lives have these little micro traumas, and we have this brain inflammation. So let's let's talk a little bit about the pathophysiology. So we've got this whole immune network that, for whatever reason, only was only recently discovered in the last number of years, you know, or, or talked about or what have talked you. But about, yes, it's this whole glymphatic system. Can you talk about how this perpetual torment can can show up in, in some of the those sure. the cellular makeup.
1: Yeah, we have uh, a unique uh, cell in the brain called microglia. They're like white blood cells that are circulating around the body, but they're restricted into the brain. Now the microglia are usually in a sleeping or a quiescent state until something happens. Uh, something like a virus comes in, something like a bacteria or a mold comes in, or a chemical that causes disruption in the quietness of the brain or trauma. When you have trauma, you have micro tears. So you have bleeding, you have loss of axon chemistry, you have mitochondria dumping, you have necrosis, you have all these chemical processes that dump into a healthy system. Someone's got to respond. So these white blood cells respond by trying to clean up the mess that was just precipitated by one of those events. And in the process of doing that, they release immune chemistry called cytokines or chemokines, interleukins, and these chemicals are inflammatory at the beginning. We have an acute phase and a chronic phase. In the acute phase, what happens is you're exposed to a virus, common cold. Your body produces the uh, cytokines, which creates inflammation, and that's where you feel um cognitively impaired when you've got a cold or foggy in the brain or irritable this is all from these interleukins interleukin 1 1b interleukin 6 tumor necrosis factor alpha and when the virus is taken is eradicated by this activation of inflammation to kill it and the white blood cells gobble it up and get rid of it it goes back to Uh, of what they call um, phase two, which is anti-inflammation. So you go from a quiet to an inflammation to an anti-inflammatory state. And during anti-inflammation, the interleukins like 10 that quiet the brain down allow you to go from an acute inflammatory state back into quiet. Now, if you have repetitive head trauma or repetitive insults, whatever it is, uh, traumatic or non-traumatic, it keeps the inflammation going. So you go from an acute reactive phase to a chronic reactive phase. And these chronic phases, we've found greater than 17 years. And how do we know? wow. By these cytokines, cytokine 6, interleukin 6, and tumor necrosis factor alpha, 17 plus years down the road, you're finding these elevated levels, which tells us what? that you've had chronic inflammation. That's why it can take years before you develop that depression that takes you to your doc and the doc never asks you, how many car accidents did you have? Or when did you fall off that building? Or how many times have you had assaulted? Or you were with the Canadian police department, mounted police and fell off your horse a couple of times, you know, not drinking anything.
0: drinking that Canadian maple syrup or something like that. Yeah, Canadian maple syrup. That'll do it.
1: I love the Canadian maple syrup. That's great stuff. And so what happens is the immune system in the brain is responsible for this. And let me throw in one side thing. 11 years ago, 11 years ago, they found another chemical called fractalkin. It's a chemokine. It's also produced by uh, the cells in the brain. And fractalkin is produced by the neurons and it tells the microglia cells to stay chilled, stay calm, don't become activated. But what causes the fractalkin to drop that allows for the microglia to become excited, inflammatory, acute phase, stress. So this is how you can have chronic stress, no physical trauma, Just stress, living in a stressful environment as a kid, living in a stressful environment or as a soldier, being out in the field of battle, never actually getting into a firefight or never exposed to anything personally, but having to deal with it or being, you know, a corpsman or a medic where you're dealing with people who had lost their lives. That's why we had Memorial Day yesterday. So the stress of chronic stress of that causes fractal to drop allowing the white blood cells to activate and start dumping these cytokines. So the exact same chemical melu that's generated from an IED, a car accident, motorcycle crash, being hit on this head, uh, sliding off your snowboard or your skis down a hill, you know, thump, 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 down the hill, all these things cause the same kind of inflammation. The pathway, the trigger, might be different, but the end results are all the same. And it's that that needs to be addressed. And then in 2000, let's say 1982, we found Dr. Baylou out of uh, Paris France. He found that in the brain, we produce the same hormones by the glial cells in the brain, the astrocytes, oligodendrocytes, the microglia and the neurons, we produce the same hormones as gonads do, as the adrenals do, as thyroid does. Yes, because he found the same enzymatic pathways in the brain. So oligodendrocytes and astrocytes all make testosterone. Astrocytes make T3, thyroid three, triadothyronine. So when you have inflammation in the brain from a trauma, all those hormones in the brain get shut down. Why? because the clear pathway to generate these uh, metabolites from cholesterol are interrupted. They're interrupted because the chemistry's changed. And this thing called peroxynitrite that's made from reactive oxygen Mm -hmm. species, which is uh, free radicals. Free radicals connect to nitric oxide, which dilates blood vessels, and it hooks up together and makes another chemical, peroxynitrite. What does that do? damages DNA, damages mRNA, damages protein synthesis, damages enzymes, damages ribosomes, damages molecular chemical pathways, damages cell membrane uh, pathway like the gated ion channels, which allow for sodium chloride, potassium to go in and out of the cell to generate a nerve conduction, which is how we think from one part of the brain to another or communicate one part to another. So all the chemistry goes from being a neuropermissive where it allows nerves to function healthily to a non-neuropermissive environment, which is inflammatory, and everything starts, shuts down. And that's how you develop depression, anxiety, bipolar, ALS, MS, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. They're all related. And wow. now the literature is clearly talking about inflammation and multiple sclerosis, ALS, Parkinson's, and Alzheimer's. On the Joe Rogan program, the last one in January, I talked about. Uh, our gal flies in from uh, Sweden who had moderate to severe uh, Parkinson's in 90 days, she's 70% better. Or the three patients with Alzheimer's who got better. They were, you know, two of them were non-patients. They got onto our treatment protocol, which is available to anyone, uh, you know, uh, through our website. Um, And it addresses inflammation Uh, mitochondrial functioning, and um, clearing out the cobwebs uh, or the chemistry so that from a non-neuropermissive to a neuropermissive. And so we're doing programs right now, uh, case studies, not case studies, um, group studies uh, on using just our uh, three key products, our core products, and how they are influencing 50, uh, 48 to be accurate, uh, forty-eight um, Marines, and the wow. results have been quite impressive. Okay,
0: that's incredible. I mean, no pharmaceutical company wants uh, there to be any sort of um, universal way to treat the brain. I mean, like if if you start telling people that uh, you know MS and uh, the pathophysiology for MS or you know, Parkinson's or you know any of these conditions could actually all be supported in a very similar kind of way with these, you know, with this, with the same chronic you know, inflammatory state. I mean, that this is not information they, they want to be shared, do they?
1: Well, um, I would hope so. And so we can develop a, an association, a partnership, so we can use our products with their products and, uh, you know, hopefully taper off their products sooner than long-term. And if you look at our PDR, the physician desk reference, on any of the antidepressant drugs, it says for short-term use. Yeah. So why are people on it for 20 years?
0: Yeah, that, that's it's so important I think for people to just recognize that you know this, and I love the, the way you spelled out the pathophysiology: the this chronic, you know, glial activation, this non-resolve that's happening in that phase two. Uh, that's critical. And this, this Fractalkin, I mean, this is, I've never heard this before. I mean, clearly you're a man who (laughs) dives deep in the literature to find these. I'm molecular. Yeah. (laughs) I'm at the molecular. If you need any of
1: the articles, just uh, send me what you want. Uh, We'll flip you around. And my, the only way that I'm able to influence people is not necessarily by the outcome of what I do, which eventually will become important, but it's the science that supports Mm -hmm. everything I do. I mean, I'm not smart enough to just come up and make this stuff up. What has happened is I love reading and I love reading science. You know, instead of reading science fiction, you know, space travel and all that that I grew up on, I'm looking at another form of travel, to travel down the science highway of what has already been done and how we can apply it. I do translational medicine. There's the science from the bench, which is the research, tons of it incredible amounts of it that no one's reading. What I do is I read that. That's what I spend my days doing It's reading this science that's already been done by researchers. And I take it, see how I can apply it in the clinical application. That's translational medicine. You take from the bench to the bedside. Mm. So that's what we've worked on. Our key product took 16 years to develop uh, brain care Two, which is responsible now for squelching inflammation and also recently helping guys with ringing in their ears the tinnitus and this is our military i only deal with military you know and my daughter the naturopath deals with all the civilians and yes they have the same thing as a lot of the military but causation or precipitating cause is totally different
0: yeah you
1: know but they have the exact same things mm-hmm. symptomatology
0: that's incredible. Um, I, I know we're getting close to, uh, to time to close out, but I do want to ask just, you know, with the, this constant innovation towards optimization and um, is have you found there to be any role for, let's say, neurofeedback or photobiomodulation or, you know, sunlight up the nostrils after you started talking about um even the, the hormone production in the glial cells, I was thinking of, you know, what about intranasal testosterone or thyroid hormone or what have you. But so like, is there, is, what does the future of this look like? Or, or is there a role for some of these hacks for the brain?
1: Um, you know, I believe that things like HBOT, QED, feedback, uh, phototherapy at 440 or 420 nanometers, a red light, I think they all have a function in, What I do is I go and look at the deep dive into the molecular way of which it works. The light cures the uh, inflammatory cytokines. And I know that from a project I did in um, Australia and Thailand uh, with uh, stem cells and with PRP, uh, that these inflammatory cytokines are destroyed with certain wavelengths of light. And it's in the red spectrum. So I know that that's how it works. Q-E-E-D with the biofeedback, I know that it works, but it doesn't work well if you've got inflammation in the brain. Yeah. So on my website, you know, I was a wow. keynote speaker for the International Society of Neuro Research, Neurofeedback and Research and basically laid out the foundation of how hormones help to reestablish the ability of things like HBOT and um, biofeedback to work better. So I don't negate any of these modalities. I mean, if that's what's available to you, you should use it. You know, someone like um, uh, Sean Dollar, I know he's talked about it, used a lot of HBOT and it worked extremely well until the point where it stopped working. Yeah. And then getting him on to, you know, a protocol uh, that addresses how to get things better. And he's been doing great.
0: That's amazing. Um, Absolutely
1: great. Andrew, Andrew went back to school, got his MBA. He's now working for this huge company. Uh, You know, he's running his uh, Warrior Angel Foundation, which is uh, W-A-F-T-B-I.org, which is uh, the military. Um, You know, I started working with the military in in, uh, the United Kingdom. I've had a couple of military from uh, Canada, from Israel, from France, from Germany, um, you know, wherever they're coming from, uh, it's fine with me. And it's really about finding, uh, competent healthcare providers in each one of these, um, countries to get trained and learn. And as I said, I'm inviting you to come and take the Can't class in,
0: in November. Okay. That's amazing. I, our borders should be open by then. I'm down there. It'll be my birthday present.
1: Oh, when's your birthday?
0: <laughs> the 5th. Uh,
1: November 5th?
0: Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was somewhere right. around there. And guess
1: what? My class is November fifth. Oh,
0: amazing! I'll um, be there. <laughs> you
1: will be there. Fine. I'll buy the scotch.
0: Yeah, I love it. Okay. <laughs> um, one of the things I was thinking of as you're speaking to, uh, I mean, there's a massive, massive aspect to drug use and addiction, uh, post-traumatic brain injury, and mm-hmm. uh, and just just you know living in this modern world we live in. Um, I, I work a lot in, in the addiction space as well. We have a recovery program where we, mm-hmm. you know, we use NAD IVs and all sorts of other things. Uh, we use our longevity lab, which has the hyperbaric and all that. And I, I, you know, this information that you're sharing right now is so applicable to those communities and those people who are, you know, working the, working the steps, doing all the things from that mental, emotional point of view, the spiritual point of view, which is so important. And, and I absolutely trust that there's a really important process and, this whole metabolic process that you're speaking to, this neuroendocrine process, is so unfortunately uh, misunderstood, and it needs to be applied to them as well. Yep. I just want to make that as a statement, but well, any thoughts? Yeah, lots of thoughts. I usually
1: leave it for uh, you know another day. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the two issues, a uh, new segment in my lecture from last year was how the use of opioids and narcotics actually make your chances of getting off of them more difficult. Uh, we found that when you use narcotics, they shut down the perception of pain. Everyone should know that narcotics opioids do not do anything directly for pain. They make you think the pain's not there. Yeah. And at the same time, What we found is that by using opioids, they cross talk with another receptor, which we call the toll-like four receptor, which actually increases inflammation. So you're taking the narcotic to make you think the inflammation doesn't matter while you're building up more inflammation and then you have breakthrough pain because the inflammation has now exceeded the ability of the opioid narcotic to diminish your perception of pain. So how we've gotten people off of methadone, oxycontin, Lortab, hydroxychlor uh, codone, codone, codeine, all these things, marijuana, alcohol, cigarette smoking is in our protocol. When you correct the brain's chemistry, the brain says, huh, I don't need smoking anymore. I'm feeling great. I don't need alcohol anymore. I'm feeling great. I don't need chewing tobacco. I don't need blah, 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 blah. I've got a a patient, a civilian, who admitted he was smoking marijuana. Here, it's, it's legal in California. He was smoking marijuana three times a day for 35 years. Six months into his program, he wakes up, doesn't see the need to smoke weed again. We have a military guy who was put on methadone because he was on 240 tablets of Lortab, five milligrams of hydroxy, uh, hydroxycodone. And the doctor and the VA said, uh, eight a day times 30 days is 240. Let's put you on methadone, one tablet a day, I think it was. So nine months into his program, he wakes up, doesn't need it. Okay, so we've seen withdrawal, we've seen improvement in, in uh, addiction, addiction personality. It's about the brain trying to find help, the brain telling you to try different things because it's looking for an answer. It's looking for what will stop it feeling so bad.
0: Well, Yeah, that's... And again, just just to reiterate, just how important that is, especially right now. And and then, and you know, we talked about the current crisis, where the amount, sheer amount of people, they're diving back into their habits and and what feels sort of normal or is a way to escape or distract from that healing. And you know, we we got to dive in. We got to we got to learn how to heal that brain from the inside out. Um, so, uh, Dr. Mark uh, Gordon, uh, thank you so much for everything you shared today. I want to make sure that you know there's people in the U.S., there's people in Canada, internationally, they're going to want to find more about the things that you share. And uh, so you've got the website, www.tbihelpnow.org. If you want to get access to the Tri-Pack and then some of the tools to utilize for cellular healing in the brain, um, you got the store on there. Any other resources? I mean, check out the the documentary. More on the educational
1: side is the uh, dhpusa.com. DHPUSA.com, Dynamic Health Products, DHPUSA.com. It was my daughter's company. We incorporated it into Millennium Health Centers. Uh, It's education. Um, So there are three key um, educational sites. And uh, the primary one, tbihelpnow.org, we keep on adding more and more information. You can go to the science and download articles or you can go to the media and get information that our programs like yours will be on there. Our present uh, uh, communication will be on there. Uh, Some of Joe Rogan's things on Mike Maller, who uh, did a two hour long why it's important that males have estrogen. Some of the other programs are on there too. It's very important that males have estrogen and then information about the software package that uh, is available. We've got, I think three clinics in Canada utilizing this software package. It's on trial for them, which allows a healthcare provider to function on the level that I'm functioning on within 15 minutes. Oh,
0: that's incredible. I mean, uh, it's it, you're such a gift to to practitioners, obviously to the civilians and 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 our and our veterans and. The, the sheer amount of hours you've put into this research to make this applicable and usable and understandable for people is, you know, we're, we're all just tremendously grateful. Those who get a chance to connect with you and, and learn from you. So um, I Thank look you. forward to celebrating uh, my birthday down in, in Texas with you and come November.
1: <laughs> yeah, Dallas, Texas. That's it. <laughs> That's it. That's the place to bite.
0: Yeah. um we always we always leave the call with one uh, little may, maybe piece of homework or home play assignment for people to to to, to connect with right. what's what's one thing that you might recommend for people to just kind of get started on this you know investigation or mm-hmm. the this this maybe baby steps into the protocol right. so they can start to learn oh, some of this stuff
1: great question and one of my new responses uh for that question is um about self-reflection if there are people out there that are taking uh certain medications to help them with uh, mood and so forth to look into your past talk to your family members about any kind of trauma because a lot of people live in denial a lot of people live in uh not only denial but uh You know, they downplay things. Yeah, I was in three car accidents, but I didn't lose consciousness. But look back. And again, 10 dimes, 10 Canadian dimes equals one Canadian dollar. Okay. So to look back, and that's really the key. Reassess your origin to now, whatever age you are. And if you're on medication for mood disorder or something of that, look and see, because you might find that these have been missed. And then asking your doctor. I know Health Canada may not do anything, and you don't have two of our tests in Canada, which blows my mind. DHT and uh, DHT, and what's the other? Estrone and DHT. Right. Uh, yeah.
0: Just crazy. And
1: that's really do it. Start your own investigation on yourself, and then read.
0: I love that advice. I mean, we often tell people to go back to your health timeline and start to put together some of these uh, principles, or not even principles, but just investigations, as you're as you're calling them, and. Right. I love that advice. And if we all just took a little time, you know, turn off the news, right. Turn off the news, right. spend a little time reflecting, journaling. What was, what was it like growing up? You know, were there, were there some traumas there and, and start putting those pieces of that puzzle together. Uh, I love that you shared that that's absolutely brilliant. So uh, again, thank you so much for spending My your pleasure. afternoon with me. It's, it's such a pleasure to connect with you and uh, for all those practitioners that are out there that are wanting to help more people. I mean, make sure you reach out to to the website to learn more. If you're a patient or you're someone who's struggling, um, like most of us are with some degree of brain trauma and or these lingering symptoms that he spoke about, make sure you check out his book. And the name of the book again, Dr. Mark? Um, The one is called TBI,
1: A Clinical Approach to Diagnosis and Treatments on the website. That's
0: the 2015 one, right? That's
1: 2015. The one that's um, anti-aging or
0: interventional endocrinology is 2007. Perfect. There you go. There's some resources to get started on too. Uh, Signing off. Thanks so much. Thanks. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to subscribe to the Dr. Dads and share with your family and friends. You can also follow and interact with Dr. Nick and Dr. David on Facebook and Instagram for a daily dose of inspiration and the latest in health and wellness you well.